conscious couples, business partners, and singles committed to attracting their dream partner, welcome to the Conscious Couples Podcast, where we share our life, love story, and combined relationship expertise to help you create and consistently cultivate the most magnificent, intimate relationship possible. Never again will you feel hopeless and alone in your intimate relationship challenges. Having accumulated thousands of hours coaching conscious couples and individuals all over the world, as well as starting and growing a global business together, Alan and I are here to guide you and all things relationships. Thank you again for tuning into the one place where it's not about you or me. It's about the the we. we. Conscious couples and individuals from all over the world, welcome back. To the one and only Conscious Couples Podcast. Today we have a very special episode for you. Episode number 874. I'm kidding. 883. 83. That's way less awesome when I when I anchored us high there. That's yeah, my bad. I feel really small. Yeah. <laughs> oh, episode four. I mean 83. There you go. Now we feel better. Episode number 83. Are you giving your partner room to grow? Also known as space to grow. First, before we jump into this episode, my love, I want to give a shout out to Next Level Podcast Solutions that is producing this show as well as 50 others. Producing, coaching, if you have a podcast that you want to grow, scale, and monetize, Next Level Podcast Solutions is the place to go. Mm -hmm. As always, my love, ladies first, what is your intention for today's episode? I have my intention right here. So I want to... And my intention is for this episode is to help our listeners recognize when their old belief system are boxing in their partner's growth and thus not enabling or activating their new relationships version of themselves. Okay, so Emilia has a story that is going to... We want our listeners thinking about if they've ever been in this situation. So we're going to articulate anonymously, of course, the situation that one of her clients is going through, growing through. And we want you to identify whether or not you've ever been in this spot on either end of this pendulum. Yeah, definitely. So I have a client like Alan had mentioned, and we collectively have had many clients who have had this experience. So we know that if you're, if you hear this and you're like, oh, me too. You're not alone. And that's the first thing that I want to say with this. But I have a client who one of the things that I know that they're doing and they're trying so hard to do is to grow. And I know that because they show up consistently in their growth journey. And we all know if we're on the growth journey that it looks different for all of us, right? Whether that be podcasts, listening to podcasts, whether that be journaling, whether that be like, you know, whatever growth looks like for you, it's going to look very different from someone else. And this partner in in the relationship, they're actually separated, but he's trying to grow. He really is. And his partner is really, really struggling to see where he is growing and how he is growing. And what is underneath this and why this partner is struggling to see him grow in the areas that he is growing. One of the things that I see and I run into all the time and is happening in unfortunately this relationship is where there is what we call a limiting belief. And the limiting belief is something that where no matter what this partner does, every single time there's growth, the partner is kind of held back to an old version of themselves. So I'll give an example. 
the belief that this partner's up against is that he's a liar. And unfortunately, there is evidence in the past that there has been lying in the past. So, you know, if you've ever been in a relationship and you've been lied to, you know how that feels and it sucks. And and then you have to question what else might be a lie and can I trust anything else this person says? And yeah. you can see how someone would lock in, oh, well, you lied about this, 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 and this, mm-hmm. X, Y, Z. So you're probably also lying about ABC, exactly. even though that person very much could have grown out of that and become much more honest. Absolutely. And a lie could have looked like I was going to be there at five o'clock, but then didn't and then couldn't because of work or because of whatever situation. And because the I can't get there by five o'clock to do X, Y, Z for our relationship, because that wasn't communicated in his past partner's mind was locked in that because he didn't show up in the way in which he communicated, he's a liar. And now I'm not going to go into the the details of what's a lie and what's not a lie. But anyways, what I really want to share in this episode for our listeners is the fact that when we have beliefs and we have a belief about how our partner is or who our partner is, their identity, and we really start to see the evidence stack up in our eyes that they are this type of person who, in this case, is a liar. After so many times where we register that evidence as true, it locks in just like if you were to drop a a pair of sunglasses on your eyes, you would always see the world a little bit differently. And you would see every single action that your partner takes after that as going through that lens of being a liar. So for example, if you confirm that, let's say you have a belief that Toyota is the most popular car company in the world, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you're going to notice every Toyota. And therefore, you're going to reinforce the belief that Toyota is the most successful car company in the world. But what you don't realize is that you're just not seeing all the Chryslers. And that's perfect analogy for when if I believe that Emilia is growth oriented and amazing, I'm going to look for all the evidence that supports that she's growth oriented and amazing. If I believed that Emilia was a liar, I'm going to constantly be looking for every little nuance of ways she broke a promise or didn't tell the truth or... And, and and when it comes to being honest, it's very challenging because just because I said I'd do the laundry and then didn't doesn't mean I was lying. I actually wanted to do it. And so lying gets really nuanced. Mm-hmm. But if someone has a belief that you're a liar or a belief that you're unfaithful or a belief that you're not a good partner, they're going to pick up on all the Toyotas right. in this analogy that confirm that. And it doesn't give your partner the room and the space that they need to actually become a better version of themselves. Exactly. And our brains naturally will do this because we want to self-preserve. And say, for example, you do have a partner that is constantly letting you down in the area that you've built them to have an expectation of. So, for example, if I was always wanting Alan and thinking that Alan is the best person ever, my expectation is really, really high. And then all of a sudden I have the belief that, you know, he's the most incredible man that can do no wrong. And if he falls short of that, my expectations are going to be crushed and that's going to go against the belief that I had. And so that's going to hurt. That's going to hurt me a lot. And so what happens in relationships and in this scenario too is... Is the disappointment. Yeah. You protect yourself from that disappointment that you just described. Exactly. So you'd rather see me as less than and... Yes. Even though that causes issues on the other end. So can you yes. articulate the other end of the issues of 
So instead of seeing me as more than and being disappointed, Mm -hmm. you protect your heart and see me as less than I really am, which doesn't give me the room to grow. Exactly. And that's what's happening in this, unfortunately, because this belief has been built and is so locked in inherently. What is happening is every tiny nuance that might happen to register or confirm this belief system is being locked and loaded and used against this partner, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And that's a self-preserving mechanism that naturally we will go to if we're hurt. Because she's actually afraid that if she were to start being optimistic, she's actually going to get disappointed again. Like she was let down. Yeah, exactly. And that happens all the time with partners. And that's where when there is growth in a partnership like that, it is so hard to actually feel open to being disappointed again because that's that's going to happen. We're imperfect. Humans are so imperfect. And if this person is really trying to outgrow that old version of themselves, they're going to need that space to grow. And they're going to need those moments of growth to really be celebrated. Alan and I call them ladder moments. When Alan has an area of growth that he has, that maybe is something that I've been asking for or expecting or wanting him to do forever because Can of- I give a tangible example? Yes. Okay, yes. I think it's important. Yeah. So Emilia, I joke and I call her the cat whisperer. So we have two <laughs> yeah. cats and we have a dog. Yep. And I told her, I said, you're a much better mother than I am. Uh, than I am. Than I am father. <laughs> you're a great mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, I'm an excellent mother. <laughs> mother goose. <laughs> but I said, you're a much better mother than I am because what I, what I realized is that you were unconsciously holding me to your motherly standards. Mm-hmm. I've never had pets that I care for before. I've had dogs and stuff, but it was my stepdad's dog or my mom's dog or my mom's pets. And so I essentially have three pets now. And this is the first time I've ever really been a primary caregiver or a co-primary caregiver of pets. Mm -hmm. And so Emilia grew up with pets, grew up on a farm. You had chickens. You had, had, yeah, exactly. You had horses, you had all, and you had a great role model, your mother who took great care of everything. Mm -hmm. And I didn't. And so I had this moment with her of, sweetheart, please, let's acknowledge that you're a better mother than I am, a more capable mother than I am a father mm-hmm. at, to our fur babies, to our pets. Right. For now, that doesn't mean I'm not going to get better. And please see me in that. But what I was really trying to do there is help Emilia see me accurately mm-hmm. so that I have the space and the room to develop over time versus her just constantly being disappointed that I'm not as good as she is. And since then, I've definitely come up and... Uh, yeah, you, you know, you're a great I just, mother. I hold treats in my pocket. Yeah, I'm, I'm a great mother goose now and our pets are thriving. Well, here's one, here's one of the things that I want to bring back to our listeners to that. And I appreciate you bringing that tangible example, babe, because there are those latter moments that I find that relationships really do not celebrate. And what we're doing unconsciously and what I was doing in that that I didn't realize. And I think that this this other partner is not realizing that she might in, unintentionally be doing is when we're great at something or we're growing and we're thriving or maybe we're maybe not we're doing the opposite we unconsciously project what we're doing what our standards are those expectations on others come check out the relationship talks from the conscious couples podcast what's different these relationship talks is the depth that Alan and Amelia get into when they're talking about the different problems. So for example, one of the ones we did was how to bounce back from a conflict. But it wasn't sort of your typical, here's you know what you did wrong and here's what you did wrong and here's how you can talk about it and resolve it. 
Alan and Amelia went deeper and said, hey, let's explore how conflicts happen. Let's explore your communication styles. Let's see what happens when you react under stress and how you communicate with your partner. If there's a disconnect there, there's going to be conflict and then we can start to resolve it. It's such a great and refreshing way to uh, understand those problems and better understand myself. It's helped me grow as a person and it's helped my relationship with my partner. I'm so grateful that I'm able to plug into this free community and just connect whenever I can and learn from these two spectacular human beings. I highly, highly encourage that you check it out and dive into everything that they do because it's great. Take care. Bye. So have you ever had a time where you've learned about something in your own personal awareness journey where immediately you start to see the world very differently and you will unconsciously catch yourself projecting, oh, how does this person not know that? Mm -hmm. That's what happens all the time when we're in this case for me, it was the pets. And how do you not know that the dogs and what you're really doing is not giving yourself credit for how amazing you are. Exactly. Which is making it harder for me to actually let you lead. So here's what happens when we unconsciously project that. So I need you to stop doing that. This is great. Well, when we unconsciously do that, we're projecting so much and we want to be seen, we want to be heard and we want to be valued. So in that unconscious projection, we're doing that so that we can be seen so that we can be heard so that we can be valued. And unfortunately, what doesn't end up happening because that person isn't at that level of whatever expectations you're projecting onto them. They're literally not capable of seeing you, of valuing you and of really hearing you in that moment unless they can step outside of themselves and see the difference between that, which you had done for me is, babe, can we just acknowledge that you're a better mother than I am capable currently of. That takes a tremendous humility. That helped me feel so much seen in how much more capable I was. And that that's hard because that that has me feel seen. But also it's like, oh, shoot, now I have to lead. Now I have to lead. And I find what happens when two partners are growing, there's one that's necessary. They might feel as though that they are on the journey further developed, whatever, than their partner they unconsciously are projecting the expectation on their partner that they're as growth oriented, they're as well developed, they're as emotionally mature as them. And when they fall below that expectation, what builds? Resentment and contempt because constantly they're being disappointed and constantly they're feeling unseen, unvalued, unloved. When in reality, part of the reason they're being let down is poor leadership. Exactly. And and if you are more aware and you are more capable, guess who has more responsibility? Yeah. And that's a leadership lesson for all of us. But to bring this back to the surface before we go, because I, I got to jump soon here. Yep. On the one side, there's giving your partner no room to grow. There's locking them into the way you used to see them. And Toyota is the best car company in the world with the most cars sold and all you see is Toyotas and every car is a Toyota. And on top of that, you're like, no, I like, I think, you know, Toyota is the best. Like you honestly think that so much that you're self-diluting. Yes. And yeah. so you're also reinforcing that belief within yourself. Yep. Okay. The other side of this is all the room to grow, which is you see your partner accurately. You see yourself accurately. You see the contrast and you start to lead. Yeah. And you start to be vulnerable and courageous in your communication of the contrast of, hey, sweetheart, I noticed, and I do this with Emilia often, sweetheart, in all honesty, I think that in business, NLU is doing XYZ, 
And I, I really want to help you evolve in your business at Evolve Ventures mm -hmm. because I really think XYZ would benefit you tremendously. And I just don't think you're as aware as I am of the long-term downside of the fact that you're not doing this. Mm -hmm. And so I should probably give a tangible example of that. But um, group coaching is a good example. You just finalize your group coaching. And I said, group coaching is amazing. You guys got to do it. It's the best thing ever. It's, it's so powerful. That's just one example of Emilia obviously has never done group coaching before. I've done 11 groups. I can lead and say, babe, this is awesome. You and Bianca should consider this. And I'm here to help if you want. <clears throat> and by the way, here's the mistakes I made. Make sure you don't make those same mistakes. And that's leadership versus just subconsciously expecting you to crush it in business without my leadership and guidance whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what unconsciously I have done mm -hmm. uh, in the past. And it's funny because the way that Emilia is as a mother with our pets is the way that I can be with finance and business and science and technology and mathematics. And at the end of the day, there's clues here about what your strengths are and what your partner's strengths are, because most likely if you have a strength, you're projecting that onto 100%. your partner. And if that strength is their weakness and or their insecurity, you're going to be constantly butting heads yeah. and not getting along. Whereas the we could flourish if you could be better leaders. I think that and also recognize that you might have a limiting belief and you might be holding your partner to an old version of themselves. So before we go, love, how do we, how, what would you recommend for someone who realizes they are, they have a limiting belief about their partner? Hmm. How would they get rid of that? Uh, honestly, it's, <laughs> it's a process. And I would say, number one, they're not going to immediately recognize that. So I would say, look at their behavioral patterns. If you find yourself catching yourself and saying, I think I have a limiting belief around this, the next step would be to write down where that comes up for you. So behave, tra track your behavior. Where does that come up? Why does it come up? And then start to go into what is the root cause underneath that? So what is... No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. I, uh, I, I, I got to rephrase the question. How do I change a limiting belief with zero effort whatsoever? You, I'm, I'm kidding. You don't. <laughs> you don't. I'm, <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm like, just, I'm just joking. I, bro I broke your brain. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I'm literally. Kidding. You need a lot of effort. Forty nine ninety nine a month for three months. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh no, belief? just a pill. Right? Yeah, just <laughs> you just drop a pill. <laughs> this is the you know, belief pill. No, you, you take limiting beliefs are like we all have them, and that's the thing we talk about this so much at Evolve, and it's so powerful when you start to recognize that maybe you might be boxing in your partner in a specific version of themselves, mm -hmm. the 1.0 version that you met in high school and yep. you or the 2.0 that you had when you first had kids or whatever. Like we do that and we don't give our partners room to grow. It's like, and I really it's believe like it's because we're insecure about our abilities to actually help them grow. And if we were to have them grow, would they leave us? Would they still be with us? I think that there's a huge insecurity there that contributes to limiting beliefs there too. So that's like treating your brand new iPhone like a flip phone way back in the day it's your brand new iphone is better it's amazing you can uh -huh. you can use these new tools you can connect on the internet you ever seen like a baby boomer or a 60 or 70 year old use a new iphone and they they don't know how to use any of the features it's kind of like your relationship could flourish and could grow and your partner but you're you're treating them like the old version yeah you're treating them like the 1.0 version or the 2.0 version okay. yeah so just admitting that there's a fear underneath you wanting to change and you wanting to actually see your partner change i think that that's that's where it really that's where everything starts and from there if you want more help definitely reach out to us yes if you have a limiting belief 
we will help you in relationship talks coaching. This is what we do. Okay, so relationship talks coaching, how's, what's the best way to describe this? It's like couples counseling, but more goal-oriented. We have couples that are literally mapping out how to build the career and the dreams of their life. And they're working towards million-dollar mansions. They're working towards their goals as a team. It is unbelievable what you can accomplish when you're together and when you're on the same page about health, about finances, about lifestyle, about what you do and don't want in a home. Our goal in Relationship Talks Coaching is to take people who are growing apart and to help them finally start growing together and flourishing together. So if you are interested in that, please click the link in our show notes and uh, book on our calendar. We do a free half hour for the first one and we would love to meet you. Yeah. Speaking of finances, you mentioned finances in there. If you and your partner are struggling in this arena, which by the way, it's on the top three or top five things, which brings couples completely apart, drives them apart. And so Alan and I have taken all the data that we've gathered over the last three plus years and then our combined, what is it, 30 years? Well, you're older than I, so... Um, anyways, we brought all of that data and we're bringing it into an event where you can get around couples just like you, conscious couples, conscious singles, who maybe they want more, you know, information about how do we not fight about money. So our next relationship talks event, it's going to be free, live, virtual. It's every third Thursday of every single month. And this one is going to be on September 21st, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, going to be how to get on the same page about money so that y'all aren't driven apart because of this thing that we call money. Y'all. Join us. Just like you used to say on the farm. On the farm. Well, I still, you can't take the farm out of the gal. All right. You can take the girl out of the farm, but you can't take the farm out of the gal. Truth. I love it. Yep. All right. So holler at your girl. (laughs) (laughs) The link to register will be in the show notes, and we really hope to see you there. As always, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you so very much. Good luck to you and your partners. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode. And as always, it's not about you or me. It's about the the we. we. We'll talk to you next time. Bye, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Conscious Couples Podcast. We love connecting with the Conscious Couples community. So please make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at Evolve with Amelia and Alan is Lazarus 88 Also, if you or your partner resonated with this episode, leave us a review at the link in the show notes and please share this with someone you love and care about. Until next time, remember, it's not about you or me. It's about the we.